Live Patriots Beat Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Spagnoli. Joined with me, as always, my good friend, Alex Barth of 98.5 The Sports Hub. Alex, it's been a pleasure seeing you the last few days. I feel like I haven't. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's football's back is when I start seeing you down, down at July. Oh, yeah. As, uh, as cliche as that sounds. Um, but a whole lot of the same. I think we can kind of take it from the start. Um, just more kind of BS going on, more... Um, you know, I, I non-football, non-productive things, um, right? Like it, it just it, it continues to happen. And I, I guess the story. I, I mean, you, we saw it, um, kind of the scrum. Like we didn't really see what had happened, um, but I guess McCaffrey got hit, didn't like it, felt it was kind of late, spiked the ball at Dietrich Wise, and next thing you know, Dietrich Wise is getting jumped and there's more guys piling in and a woman actually got hurt. I don't know, severely, obviously. I, I, I think they said she's okay. Okay. Well, they went into the stands, right? So <laughs> it was pretty hectic out there. Um, but yeah, it just, I guess, normal football stuff. But like, you know, come on. Like, that's just what losing teams do, unfortunately. Like, they bring that college type of, and I, I'm not trashing on Matt Rule or the Panthers, but I kind of am. Like that, that's just like you go watch in Vegas next week. This won't happen. Maybe a little scrum with a few guys like that's normal stuff, but like full 60 on 60 brawl. Like it's just, that's just college nonsense that they, that, that they brought here. I mean, there's, there's guys who are instigating it, right? That's kind of what happens. And you look at Kenny Robinson, who, by the way, is retweeting his like hit stick highlight video right now after getting thrown out of practice for the second time in two days, that guy's a lunatic. Um, you know, I, I think in, in a couple of, it, so it started. So just for the background here, the one of the two, team. right. One of the two fights yesterday, uh, uh, Kenny Robinson, who's a safety for the Panthers and Christian Wilkerson got after it at practice. That was one of the fights. I believe was the first fight. They both got thrown out of practice today. The first team period was kickoff. The Panthers were, I think, yeah, the Panthers were returning. The Patriots were kicking off and Robinson hit Wilkerson. And by all accounts, the hit was clean. You know, multiple Patriots players said that, and they have a better view, obviously, down there than we do up on the hill. Now, the hit did knock Christian Wilkerson out, and he was out. He was out cold for at least 30 seconds. And he was down it for was, a good five minutes. No, yeah, he was down. Three, four minutes. Um, like, I think the issue came in the way that, that Robinson and other Panthers players reacted to the hit. And Matthew Slater talking about when you have a guy lying there in a situation, you don't celebrate. It's just like, respect. It's one thing, right. It's one thing if the guy pops back up and you want to, you know, hey, we, I had a good hit. You don't do that when somebody's down. So that was, you had Matthew Slater and Cam Accord kind of push the Panther sideline on it. That started, I don't know that there was actually a brawl that first, okay. like, I, I don't know that any punches were thrown, but you had everybody come together because when Matthew Slater, Jabril so no, so that wasn't so that wasn't there. So, so that first one, it just kind of, everybody oh. came together. Again, when Matthew Slater starts, you know, start starting something. Everybody's going to follow that guy. Me and you. I mean, I, I don't know about you. I'd follow Matthew Slater anyway. Oh yeah, I, you guys are to the, gates of, to the gates of hell. Bar. So, <laughs> meanwhile, Wilkerson's still down. They start on the other end of the other field, eleven on elevens, and on the first snap, Dietrich Wise. You know, it, it's a I forget if it was a pass or a run. Christian McCaffrey's near the sideline. He gets knocked a little bit, steps out of bounds, and he's like a foot out of bounds. And Dietrich Wise hits him. Dietrich Wise. He he hit him late. He did. And it, it, it was. Not the worst thing anybody's ever done, but it was a little bit of, you know, and it was a little bit late. And Panthers our player, you know, right. they're going to take a sense that. Right. Panthers players took exception to that. One of them, I believe was Taylor Moten. 
comes up to, to Wise, knocked Wise over into the stands, and that's when all hell broke loose. That's when Jabril Pepper started throwing haymakers. You saw guys going wild. Again, Wise was in there. Uh, I saw, I believe it was Marcus Jones had to be pulled out of there. That was the really nasty one, and this is all going on while Christian Wilkerson's still down on the field. And that's when, that that's to me when it was like, okay, this is now out of control. This is now gone beyond because there's there's scraps in training camp like that happens when you're you know a full team brawl with fans getting involved while there's another player still lying down potentially unconscious on the field that's too far right so you know it it, it kind of marred what I thought otherwise was a fun couple of days of practice the update on Wilkerson I know some people are asking so let, let me just check Twitter real quick I haven't checked since we started this show um and it doesn't look like there's any update but the last, uh, the, the the latest update was actually Matthew Slater after practice told us that Wilkerson was being evaluated offsite. I don't know if he meant that in, in the, like was currently being evaluated or at the time that this was going on, like he had to be taken to be evaluated offsite. Uh, I, you got to imagine it was a head injury, just given the, the circumstances. Again, it looked like he was out. Uh, he walked off the field like slowly with the trainers, but he did walk off the field. So he, it's not like he, I, you know, I don't know if that it was a lower body injury, but uh, that's the latest on him. But yeah, it did. It did absolutely get out of control today. Matt rule didn't rule out that Kenny Robinson could be released. This is a guy who's been there. You know, he, he, he's a bottom of the roster guy, but he's been there the last two years. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. And if it impacts the game on Friday at all, because you get in a fight in training camp, you get in, in a practice, you get in a fight in practice, you get thrown out. That's that. You might get fined internally, but it's not you know going to really be anything of consequence beyond your wallet. You get in a fight in a preseason game, you're looking at a suspension. So I, I, I wonder if it impacts the usage on Friday. And, and you can call me bias, right? But I think over the years, we haven't really seen this from the Patriots when they have joint practice, right? Like I said, there'll be scrums. It always happens one-on-one, two-on-two, right? Like guys pulling each other off. But we haven't seen this in back-to-back days. And if you just go off Bill Belichick's philosophy, these are very meaningful practices, right? And and this nonsense going on is just time away from getting better, evaluating your team. It's just non-productive stuff. So I put a lot of this on Matt Rule because you know, if we know Bill Belichick, he probably pulled the team aside, not only yesterday, but this morning and said, none of that, let's go out and have a good day right? And ignore this. Let's not get involved. And it's just, like I said at the earlier in the show, it's that college type of mentality, right? Like I understand you're, you Patriots are an inferior team. You're on their turf. I know it's practice, right? But they're not supposed to be a very good team. So what way to do it and set a tone early in the year, then then go up to Foxborough and knock them around. I get it. But like play between the lines, like that stuff should have been nipped in the butt yesterday and it got out of hand again, right? Like wise right late hit on McCaffrey that deserves probably some shoving that's their star player who's battled some injuries but this this stuff that just keeps happening is just time away from getting better um but uh, you know aside from that I think you know getting into the overall practice I thought I would even say you can you can use that as a jumping off point because you go back right the first play after the second fight and, and after the second fight they pulled the teams aside Bill talked to the Patriots Matt Rule talked to the Panthers, kind of gave them, you know, you know, gave them the talking to they needed. Matt comes back out and the offense comes back out. And Matt drops a beautiful ball into Johnny Smith and 11s for a touchdown. Then the next play hits, hits Nelson Aguilar in the back corner over three defenders for what was probably the play of the day. I yeah, mean, it. I, you, there is, I don't want to say there's value in it, 
because I don't think for the teams there's value in those sort of fights. But I think you saw for us, it, it's a learning example to see how this team handles adversity. And they, right. the, you know, You're battle tested. Right, exactly. It's a little bit of that. And I, for overall, I thought the offense was much better today. Might have been their best day at camp, in my opinion, at least from, from my point of view. They got better than yesterday, much crisper. I thought Mac Jones was very good. Um, they had their way with that Panthers defense. Um, it started to kind of pick up. I, I know that, the, like I said yesterday, the Panthers set the, the physicality and the tone early on. They were loud. They were yapping. And then towards the end of yesterday's practice, you saw the Patriots offense start to push back, start to show some life. And I thought right from the get-go today, right, starting after that fight, which I think was the first, might have been the first or second play from in 11s because Wilkerson got hit on a kickoff. They kind of attended to him while they started kind of towards the end of the field. Um, Mac comes back and drops two dimes, a great, great route from John U. Smith and a great catch and throw from Mac Jones and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, and they kind of picked up right where they left off yesterday. So I thought that was good to see. I thought the offense definitely had a much better day, maybe their best day at camp. I actually, I, I thought they were better yesterday. I think it was two versions of the same thing. I just thought they were a little more consistent yesterday. I didn't love, you know, I, I the offensive line, right? You you go back to that two-minute drill at the end of practice, right? Mac didn't have a ton of time on that two-minute drill to throw. He, he ends up having to throw the last pass away. So progress from where they were a week ago, certainly. I, I still think yesterday was their best day, uh, but it's, it's, it's coming together. Right. And, you know, I, I liked – what I saw from, from Nelson Aguilar, I think that's a guy that we spent a lot of time on saying, where does he kind of fit in this depth chart? And he's starting to kind of make his presence known. I thought he was the best wide receiver on the field today. John U. Smith, you can see how they're using him in different, you know, variations than maybe last year, maybe getting him a little bit more involved. Um, so good to see. And I know Evan wrote a, wrote a column on that for Patriots.com about, you know, Aguilar and John U. Smith starting to kind of get their footing and carve out a role for themselves. I thought that was Aguilar's best practice. He was arguably the best receiver on the field today. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was really good today. And again, you're getting into that conversation now where it's, well, who's the odd man out. It looks like after Kendrick Bourne got tossed yesterday, he might've gotten, and, and, you know, maybe it was, was just a, hey, with you, the second you got, team early on. Right. Right. He kind of got the bump down where that, that had been Aguilar at times working with the second team with, with, Parker and Meyer still with the first team. Now, I don't know. Maybe that's just he got in the fight and they bumped him down as a slap on the wrist or or maybe Aguilar's legitimately passed him, whatever it was. I thought Nelson Aguilar made the most of that opportunity today. Right. And and the tight ends, obviously no Hunter Henry. Uh, John U. Smith thrived in that, you know, more opportunity. I think with him, man, it's, it's, you see the talent in this, in the, in the skill, right? Like in the athleticism, I just think, you know, last year there was a number of reasons. I don't think he was ever really comfortable in that system, but it seems to me, at least from afar, he's more comfortable this year, more, you know, got a little bit more of a pep in his step per se. Um, I thought he's had some nice days. I, they, they need him to get going, not only because of the money he's making, that's another argument, but he can be a real chess piece and a true, um, you know, playmaker for them i mean we saw it in in tennessee you know will he ever live up to that contract maybe maybe not i don't think that's like i said that's a separate argument but the patriots offense wants to be much better and more consistent than they were last year you need to see stuff that you saw today from johnny smith and it was good to see against a you know a, a decent secondary and some good linebackers yeah i mean i think with him it's a usage thing right they tried to use him more as a traditional tight end last year spell him with hunter henry and i just don't think 
that's the player he is. I, I think he's more of that H-back Kyle Juszczyk type, and you're starting to see him get some of those opportunities, right? Going in motion, coming more from inline, maybe out of the backfield. I that, that should open his game up. I'm hoping, like, we've seen them do things in camp that then don't carry over to the regular season. I'm hoping this isn't one of them. Right, and sticking with pass catchers, Ty Montgomery made a, a, a sweet uh, one-handed grab in one-on-ones. You saw his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, obviously with James White down, we talked about it yesterday. That's kind of their next man up. Somebody that you can kind of plug into that role um, and, you know, not necessarily miss a beat. There might be some growing pains because of the new, you know, he's in a new place. But I think if you're looking for a guy that can make plays out of the backfield um, with the ball in his hands, it's Ty Montgomery. And he showed it again today. He's got strong hands. He's a mismatch for linebackers. He can kind of line him up wide. I mean, he spent time in the slot. Um I think a lot of times in green Bay and a little bit in, remember he was like a wide receiver. Then he was taking care. Like he was the true, um, you know, dual threat kind of right. receiver running back that I can remember at least early on in Rogers days. Um, so that'd be big for them if they can get some contribution from him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you see him as the back in those two minute situations, right? I think those two minute drills, they they've run at the end of practice the last two days, specifically these drills in joint practices. Those are the most telling reps and the most important reps in all of training camp. And that that's where Mac won the job last year was in those situations. I truly believe that. I think he, he was so good there that that's what put things over the top. So to see Ty Montgomery as the, the passing down back in those situations in the backfield next to Mac Jones and the shotgun, like that tells me that's his job right now. Right. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I thought another crisp day for the offense. Maybe we, we disagree that yesterday was better than today. I thought overall, like I said, last week when we started doing this, the sky was falling. Like it, it, you kind of wondered what you'd get today. If this would be even remotely, you know, consistent them even moving the ball. I think they're, they're starting to get their footing, um, on this new scheme and, and guys are starting to get a little more comfortable, but I don't know right. if there's anything else you want to add on the offense. I think it was another day kind of dominated by the defense. Yeah, no, I, I I would agree with that. We can yeah, and, agree and, with the defense, yeah. Right, and deep, like, again, the, DJ Moore, it's funny, you know, Jalen Mills kind of put the straps on him early on in, in, in the first two days, and then he made, like, three unbelievable plays in tight coverage. One of them was a beautiful throw from, yeah. I think it was Darnold over John Jones in the corner of the yeah. end zone. He made a toe tap in the back of the end zone, kind of near the, near the goal post. Um, but other than that, I mean, their corners look much better, and... All right, real quick, we want to take a pause and tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market odds and lines. And of course, the Patriots Beat Podcast and the entire CLNS Media Network is powered by Bet Online. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. They have it all. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our code CLNS50 to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, the code is CLNS50. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. We can kind of get into it. Obviously, right after we stopped recording yesterday, Malcolm Butler gets placed in IR. His season's right. over. His kind of comeback bid is over. Juwan Williams yesterday morning goes on IR. So we were kind of debating the last week, who's that odd man out when theoretically they could end up keeping, what's it, six corners, seven corners. 
um, depending on what happens at other positions, maybe there isn't an odd man out. Do you still think it's Sean Wade versus Miles Bryant? Or there could be a very well good chance that both of these guys make the team. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there is more of a chance of it now. And, you know, they're both playing well. Miles Bryant had a really good day today, I he thought. Did. Um, Interception and, and early on, they got the crowd going. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sean Wade it was okay. He got beat in that two minute, just didn't turn around to look for the football. A pass he probably should have broken up that would have ended the drive and given the win to the defense instead. Uh, I think it was Darnold was allowed to complete a pass the end zone. I, I don't, and somebody mentioned in the chat, I don't rule out them adding another corner before week one, like somebody off the roster, but you're starting to see that thing kind of crystallize. Now, as the picture becomes clear, do they have enough depth? I think that becomes part of the question. But right. yeah, it, you know, Butler, it's it's a shame. That would have been a really cool story if it had worked out. I still think he likely would have made the team in some manner. Maybe he gets cut and brought back right after guys are placed on IR or whatever. But yeah, no, I I mean Miles Bryant the last couple of days has been really good. That's kind of been my my, my standout in the secondary. Like you said, I, the secondary wasn't as good today as they were yesterday. Jalen Mills aside, like Jalen Mills was the best player of the joint practices. He he was the best player on the field both days. And and he had he had DJ Moore clamped during that two minute uh, at the end of practice again today. But yeah, DJ Moore, I, he had a, a nice catch on Sean Wade. He had that really good catch on Jonathan Jones, who continues to be. Uh, a bit of a work in progress on the boundary. I'm not saying it won't work. I'm saying he's just a, a, a little bit away. That's kind of where they're at though. Is, is there a little bit away? It still feels like they're waiting for either one of these guys, whether it's Wade or Jack Jones to kind of step up and just hit that next level and start to really put something together. Or maybe it's adding a piece from the outside to finish the puzzle. I, I want to bring this, this question up Oops, wrong one. Sorry about, um, you know, if we're going to add, if we're going to put Jonathan Jones outside, we need a veteran slot. I think that's a, arguably a question maybe to be had a few weeks ago. But speaking on, you know, arguably the best player on the field, Jalen Mills, I don't think Marcus Jones was too far behind him. He has been okay. everything you've asked of. He made an unbelievably athletic play, kind of tipped the ball up uh, and made a toe tap, kind of diving interception, got the crowd going. I think, and like we said last week, he didn't play a snap. He has completely taken over that starting slot. And like I said yesterday, I really can't remember a rookie corner or even receiver coming in and playing and, and putting, you know, a stamp on that starting position this quickly. I mean, every time he's given an opportunity, he's made the most of it. Uh, and this looks like a, a, a day one impact player could be their best rookie, really. I know it's early, but he, every, to this point, he's been their best player out of that class. Oh, I, I, and I think if, if you specifically want a veteran slot, that's Miles Bryant. And I know people don't think of him as a veteran, but he's entering his third year, third year in the system. Like Miles Bryant's kind of that that safety option in the slot. He's not going. Miles Bryant's not going to play in the boundary. He's too he's too small. Wait, uh, that yeah. So they they I actually like their depth. And Sean Wade can play in the slot too if needed. He can play, kind of play both. So even with John Jones moving to the outside, I'm still more worried about their their depth on the boundary than in the slot. And the, and the bigger worry, too, which you've been kind of harping on this the whole time when you do your roster projections, with Butler now out for the year and likely, yeah. like, right, like maybe an injury settlement, who knows what happens next. There's that's a really young group, like you've said, right? Their, their yeah. longest tenured guy is John Jones, who's a, a veteran, somebody that's been leaned on and has played in some meaningful games, but he's still learning how to play the boundary. Not that it's, you know, it, 
he's a, a veteran. He's a good enough corner and an athlete to be able to make that transition, but there's still other, you know, things that he needs to learn. Uh, and then the next tenured guy is, is miles Bryant. Who's in his third year. Then Jalen Mills, who's in his second year, you got two rookies that'll, you know, Marcus Jones certainly seems like he's going to play a lot of snaps this year. Jack Jones could be a rotational guy, Sean Wade. Right. So that's, I guess their biggest concern, not only depth is do they have enough veteran presence in that room to be able to get it done? And that's why, again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they add somebody else at some point. Like, for you depth, know, between like, now and the start of the season, like a depth veteran who's maybe not going to play a ton, but but will factor in the rotation and kind of Jason be a, McCourty a, a type in that room. Yeah, I, I saw somebody say Chris Harris Jr. Like, that's an interesting name. I think you see who yep. gets cut elsewhere. Yeah, some somebody like that. So I, I think all in all, I, coming into the year, for me at least, my biggest concern was their cornerback depth. They didn't really address it in free agency. I know they signed Terrence Mitchell to, I think, a one-year deal. Obviously, they took Marcus and Jack Jones in the third and fourth round, but there was you know so much talk about them going after a true one and going into it, right? I thought, you know, Butler's their two, arguably their one. Jalen Mills, I thought, had a really good year last year considering the circumstances and his first year kind of truly playing corner because if you remember his time in Philly, he played corner and didn't work out. He was viewed as a better safety. And then last year, Steph got injured and and no one really knew. So he was kind of forced out there. So I think considering the circumstances, he had a really good year. Um, now you bring him in to be your cornerback one. I think there was certainly red flags, but he's embraced that role. And I think they're much better off than, than they might've been, you know, three months ago from a, from a, you know, a media and fan perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. So uh, as far as the defense too, I, I thought their front seven again is just it was too much to handle for for Carolina. I think you saw a little bit more of a pushback. I don't think it was as good of a day like we saw yesterday with Barmore and Judon and and uh, um, you know Mac Wilson causing some havoc. But once again, I think they're winning in the trenches on that side of the ball. I don't know if anything stood out to you in terms of that. I, I know <laughs> a lot of the 11s got taken away from some nonsense and and. You know, maybe they, they tone it back a little bit in terms of physicality wise after getting, you know, kind of, um, you know, yelled at by both coaches, but I thought another good day from, from their, from their front seven. Yeah. And I, I thought Anthony Jennings had another really good day. He's kind of the guy that stood out to me, that popped to me. So he continues to kind of make that push and they need that guy in that, in that, uh, Kyle Van Noy role. So to, to see him keep going, I think is a really good sign. So, and you know, I think this week was a good test for them to test their athleticism. We obviously saw it last week versus the Giants, but you're not going to face a tougher, more cover running back than Christian McCaffrey, arguably probably the best running back in the league when he's healthy and somebody that, you know, I'm a big running backs don't matter type of guy, but I'm certainly Christian McCaffrey matters because of what he can bring you from multiple angles. Uh, and I thought they passed that test. I thought it was a pretty good day from them. Pretty overall two days. They did a decent job on him. I mean, he's going to get his. That's yeah, one of those I, players that. Right. I, I The run defense as a whole is very good. And, and we talked about it yesterday. The, the question of, well, is Patriots offense actually this bad or should the defense get some of the credit? I think that was answered pretty emphatically. Yes, the defense should get some of that credit. They looked really good, right? So I, I, I think you have to walk away from these happy with the defense, especially the front seven. Right. So, and, I, and like I said, I, I you know, a little bit more of the same similar kind of concept that they had yesterday. Um, but overall, I, I thought coming away from these joint practices, it was a big opportunity for some of those bubble guys. Um, 
And I think they really took a stamp. Like right, like last week, Barth, we we talked about Aguilar and how how right. how can he find a role? Um, and he had a big day today. Sean Wade was really good yesterday. Jalen Mills looks to be that lockdown corner. Marcus Jones has made an assault. Like these guys have stepped up to their opportunity and made the most of it. Yeah, I I, I still have some questions. Like I think DJ Moore's legit. Beyond him, the Panthers don't have a ton of NFL talent, especially with Robbie Anderson not on the field today. I, oh, we right. needed yep. like, I, I think next week's going to be very telling. I'm not ready to say that the cornerback situation is taken care of yet. To me, that's still yeah, the biggest I mean, question on the team. You're going right? up against arguably the best group in football with Devonte Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, right. who's been held out of camp. Um, so I, I don't know if he'll be out there, but I think a much better team, much better quarterback. Yeah. I, um, more I mean, structure they, in their organization right. from top to bottom is crazy. We're saying that about the, the Raiders right now, but uh, I think McDaniels has done a pretty good job. They got a good team over there. To me, the Panthers pass like the base, the, the, the Patriots defensive backs pass the baseline test against the Panthers. But I, that's still, you know, maybe right tackle now with win out, but I still think corner is the biggest question to me. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I don't know if want to kind of get into tomorrow at all. I know we had kind of planned to do a little preview. I, I think it's kind of a bow on top. Like how yeah. much are we going to see these guys? I think it was a physical well, if- week for the most part, but. I mean, if we want to do that tomorrow, I still think we should do a show tomorrow. We, I mean, we haven't done a Q&A in a while. We could just take people's questions. Just generally on training camp. It doesn't have to be on the joint practices. Of, I'm sure people just want to throw, like, individual names at us. If you have other questions, too, like, that could work. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, you know, so if you if you want to fire away in the yeah, chat. Drop, drop kind names of the in the chat. I 10, did see. minutes here answering. Yeah, I did see one. Where'd it go? Or, or people getting them in yet. So yeah, just drop the names or other questions in the chat. Uh, here's a, here's one. The the two rookie defensive linemen, LeBron Ray, uh, Sam Roberts. Ray, Ray had a uh, tip pass a sack today led to an and, interception. Yeah, he had a tip pass yesterday that led to an interception. He had a sack. He looked really good. Haven't noticed Roberts a ton. He might just be a, a game guy, right? You know, just shows up in the game. But yeah, yeah LeBron Ray had another good week. And, and two, with, with both of those guys, right, you're going to see a lot more of them in, a, in the preseason. They're obviously going to have more of an opportunity to kind of showcase themselves. I think with this week, having the Panthers in town, having these joint practices, it's it's time for the the ones, as you say, their they're starting unit right. to get those 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 live bullets and more game action. So it's, it's not uncommon that you don't hear a lot about these two because I think their opportunity more comes in the preseason game after a week of, of, you know, guys like Judon and, and Godshaw and guys like that getting, you know, more reps than maybe they would be in a, in a preseason game. Right. Uh, ba- Bailey's happy today. He, he had a rough day. Three of nine, two picks in the two minute. Uh, just not his day. And, and he had He's been playing better too. He really had been playing better the last couple of days, but I think he hit a little bit of a wall today. I think this is a good question too, sticking on the corners. And we've kind of addressed this overall the last few days. Should we expect Sean Wade to make the roster with Butler now on the IR? I don't know if it's a, it's a lock yet, Barth, but right. uh, it's certainly his chances got extremely better. I think that's a guy who's played really well. He's had a decent start to his camp, had a good preseason game, was much better yesterday than I think today. Um, I, like I said, yeah, I don't today think he's not one lock. of his better days. Yesterday was very good. Today was, right. he, he got beat on that two minute. I mean, that stands out. Um, right. Yeah, he's he's not a lock, but I if they want more depth on the boundary, like I had said the other day, right? I thought it was him, Butler, and, and Bryant competing for the last spot. Well, Butler's now out. If they want help on the boundary, it's Wade. And, and I would add to that, Wade can play both spots. There's tremendous value there. So 
I think there's there's still a ton of reason for him to make the roster. It's it, it's going to come down to a numbers crunch. It may come down to what happens at other positions. You know, they may like him, but it it may be it may they may have enough corners right without him, and they may say, well, it's him or you know Sam Roberts on the defensive line. It, it, it's him or maybe Christian Wilkerson or, or Lil Jordan Humphrey uh, or Trey Nixon at receiver, right? It's going to come down to at one of those at large roster spots for him. So it's really tricky to project, but he's certainly in the running. And uh, here's another one. Um, yep. I just lost it, of course. It was yeah, I, can regarding, pull, I can pull one up. Yeah, it was regarding Yadni Kajust and, oh, and Isaiah okay. Wynn, um, you know, making the making the roster. How did Kajust look? Or It's Kajust, right? You confirmed Kajust. it today yeah, when, yeah, I, when yeah, I got there? Yeah. Right, here it is. It's from uh, from Ashley. How did Kajust look? Is Wynn in trouble of losing his job? This was something we touched on yesterday. Kajust had a really good day yesterday. Bill was not shy to give him more props about how it's his best training camp. He's looked really good in the, in the opportunities he's been given. Wynn was not out there again. I don't, you know, maybe Kajust didn't stand out as much as maybe he had in the last few days, but I, I wouldn't say he had a bad, like he didn't stand out in a bad way or, or a good way, right? right? Like he's fully embraced he that role. And I think solid, he's been solid. You didn't really notice him, which is sort of what you want from an offensive lineman, right? So I, I said yesterday, or I don't remember if I said it on this show or I said yeah. it on my 90. Okay. If I said yesterday, like, all right, if Wynn misses the second joint practice, then, you know, maybe we start talking about a potential position battle here. So I said that yesterday, uh, I'm going to stick with it. You know, I, I think it's game on against the Raiders, a team with a lot of good pass rushers, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. It's, it, it it's going to get interesting here. And then one more on the offensive line too, to, to just pull this up. Arlington Hambright's a really interesting case. I don't think they have a ton of depth on the offensive line. Hambright's looked good at guard. And then when players got hurt at the end of that first preseason game, he was the guy they went to a tackle. So there's clearly some positional versatility there. And he was working I, one-on-one with Belichick yesterday, right? Or, or Monday. Right. He's a guy that I wonder, could they get him to the practice squad? And then you ha- just have him as a guy to elevate when they want to use him. Like, I think he might fit that. Yeah. So they like, if they don't need to put him on the roster, right. They're not going to put him on the roster. They can put him on the practice squad and elevate him. But if he's here, he's going to play. I'll put it that way. Whether it's on the roster, on the practice squad, if he's here, he's going to play. And and I think they would bring him back on the practice squad. It's a matter of if they do end up waving him, if he doesn't make the team and I had him just off the roster on my last roster projection, I, if they do end up waving him, does he get to the practice squad? I think that that's the question there. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple others here. So yeah, this is, this is one worth talking about. What's up with Kendrick Bourne running with the backups. I, I think that was a slap on the wrist for fighting yesterday. I don't think Kendrick, his roster, he's not in jeopardy no, of like not making the team. I, I, I think we would see stronger signs that they'd be, they were interested in moving on from him. If they were interested in moving on from him. Right. I, he's a really good player. He's a great fit in their offense. He's a locker room guy. Mac loves him. I, I maybe he plays slightly less snaps, but I can't imagine he's like totally demoted. I, I really would be shocked if he didn't make the team. He didn't have a good camp last year. He's just not a camp guy. Like Trent Brown's the same way. People always talk, well, Trent Brown doesn't look very good out there. And then, you know, in 2018, we we're talking about how miserable he looked in camp. And then he had a career year and he was one of the best tackles in football that year. So I just, I, I don't think Bourne's a camp guy. I'm really not that worried about where he's at right now. And another one here, how big of a role does it seem for Thornton and Montgomery? 
I think Montgomery's your third down passing back. Thornton is still yet to be seen, right? We saw yesterday Troy Brown had kind of said, pump the brakes, you know, temper your expectations, don't fit him for a red jacket. Um, but I, I think it's a Montgomery's their third down back. If if week one was tomorrow, I think that's that's kind of his role. And Thornton is still yet to be seen. Yeah, Montgomery's gonna have a big role. I, I truly believe that. Thornton, like you said, I I I think people are gonna be a little disappointed, at least to start. That's not to say he can't grow into a bigger role later on, but I still think the feature guys are going to be Bourne, Aguilar, Myers, and Parker to start the season. I think Thornton's going to be a guy that they maybe have, they use situationally, they have packages for, maybe some scheme touch. I think he's a guy that at the earliest, they wait to break out to midway through the year. Now, I'm the same guy who sat here last year and told you that they would redshirt Ramondre Stevenson because all of their history suggested they would. But even with Ramondre, he didn't get going until October, I think. So... He was a healthy I, scratch. It was him and JJ right. Taylor. He fumbled week one. He wasn't active week two. Week three, he played. He wasn't active week four. Uh, it's really when James White went down where he kind of got bolstered into that lineup. Even even to. then, because I remember it was like the Cowboys game was the first game he really played, and that was week five because that was after the Bucks game. Um, and then he still was like in and out of the lineup a little bit after that. So yeah, I think Thorne's going to be the same way. I think he'll have a role this year. I just don't think it'll be huge to start. Uh, let's go to this one because this is an interesting player. Harvey Longy hasn't been a ton, or was it Longy or Tavai that Belichick talked about on the Sirius XM interview? Uh, I think it was Tavai. That was Tavai. Okay. So uh, Harvey Longy's special teams guy. I, he'll be in competition for the roster because of that. I wonder if they would preference a guy like Demarcus Mitchell or Brandon Schooler, who's younger, has term, has some upside. Schooler low key looked good at safety today, which is an interesting development. Just, and he, he went someone. two guys up twice. I mean, he, yeah. he, he had the boomstick going today. So they like Longy in that sense. I think he has a shot to make the team, but you know, if I'm doing it right now, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's hard to justify putting him on another a linebacker that I will talk about. Raekwon McMillan's had a very good camp start to finish. Yeah. We haven't talked about him as much recently. I think just because he's kind of been steady, he got out to a hot start and he sort of maintained that level. He's going to be the second middle linebacker next to Bentley. And then Mac Wilson's going to be their, their kind of passing situation guy and, and he'll rotate in there. But McMillan's looked really good. The biggest question with him is, can he stay healthy? That's been an issue for him throughout his career going back to college. Uh, but if he stays healthy, he's going to be good. One quick comment. And then I don't know if you want to get one in. Yes. Troy Apke screams future Patriot. He just got cut by, I think, Washington. So we'll see if they feel like they need a, a special teamer. Uh, Troy Apke kind of fits that mold. No, and, and real quick on McMillan before we wrap it up. Yeah. I, like I said, I think even last year, you dated back, Belichick was really raving about him in his press conferences. I think he ended up getting hurt like a day or two after, and they lost him for the year. And that's someone, he was on a one-year deal. While he was rehabbing, they, they extended him. I think right. through the end of next year. So it just tells you what they value in him. Um, like you said, going to play next to Mac Wilson, you know, Jawan Bentley, it's his room. As Gerard Mayo said, he's going to kind of be the man in the middle, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see McMillan more just because he can do a little bit of everything. Um, he can play in the middle, but he can also cover. He's an athletic guy and he's, he's a linebacker with the no sleeves, no gloves. Who knows if it's a preseason thing, but he's got that old school kind of, you know, BA type of mentality. Yeah. I love it. Well, hang on. If we're going to go there, just back to the offensive line conversation real quick. Yadi Kajus is rocking a neck roll now. It's not as big as James Devlin's, but that's a guy that's coming for the starting job. Yeah, you, your your job's on notice when you're 
backup who's had a really good camp rolls out to joint practices with a, a net guard. So, <laughs> um, uh, real quick too, I I've been seeing this on Twitter, get this asked to me. Um, we've seen it multiple times in here. How's Duggar been playing? Uh, you know, I, I would like another guy that I don't think has stood out as much as you'd like, but I don't think he's been bad. Um, I mean, that's a very important piece of their defense. You know, whether he has a, a the best camp in the world or the worst camp in the world, I don't think his role necessarily will change. Um, and that's a guy who, he's another guy like Bourne. Right? He doesn't really stand out much in camp, but that guy's a gamer, you know? I think what happened with Duggar is early in camp, he sort of struggled in the non-padded practices and people flipped out. And Kyle Duggar's game is all physicality. I mean, he's just oh, yeah. a guy that is going to show up more in the pads. Come on. Since the pads came on, he's looked good. But I think people are, you know, still remembering back to the beginning of camp. And, oh, Duggar, Duggar didn't look good. No, he looks good. He had a pass breakup today. He's He's been flying around. They've been playing him more deep. You know, I think people think of him more, mostly as a box safety in New England. He was really only a deep safety in college. He didn't play in the box until he got here. They've been playing him more deep, which is interesting, given Devin McCourty's age. I think he has the athleticism to do it, and it, it opens things up for them to use Jabril Peppers and, and Adrian Phillips a little more. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use Kyle Duggar early this year. And sticking on the defense, too, real yeah. quick, any news on McGrone? I think yeah. if there's been a disappointment, I, I think it's him, and I, I don't know if it's necessarily his fault. You know, he's. I think he's still working back. I mean, this is his first training camp. He was out last year with the knee injury. Uh, I've been a big camera grown guy since college. I was fired up when they picked him. I thought they got a really good value pick, but I think it's just one of those guys that there's some guys ahead of him that have been much better. He's working with some more special teams. I think like, I, you know, he'll be on the roster. I don't think there's an issue there, but I think he's got some ground to make up in terms of where he fits, you know, on their defense and in terms of their linebackers. Well, I, I, I think the important, important, uh, or, or, or just with, with McGrone, and I, I would throw Ronnie Perkins in this too. I think second-year guys that people were counting on, we really haven't seen anything from either of them. Like Ronnie Perkins getting in the middle of that fight today was the first time his name has really come up all camp all summer. So those are two guys like McGrone I have on the outside right now. I he They can probably get him to the practice squad. He, just, he, he was so explosive at Michigan. Like that was the whole draw, right? He was this explosive, quick linebacker, and you're just – you're not seeing it. And – it's not, you know, a year removed from a torn ACL. It's not surprising necessarily to see that. It's not to say he's totally cooked. But, yeah, he, he had a serious knee injury, and he's moving a little bit different. I, I, I think you're seeing that. Perkins is an interesting one because he really hasn't done a ton, but he's a year removed from being a top 100 pick. Generally, you give those guys two or three years. I mean, look at Anthony Jennings right now, right? It was a top 100 pick, and they were patient with him. And it look, looks like it's going to pay off, but... I mean, there is precedent to move on from a guy like that. They moved on from Duke Dawson, who we saw get toasted time and time he again a, with the Panthers this week. He was a second rounder, let alone he had a, a, he had a rough week. Rounder. Yeah, another top one hundred. Well, no, I'm talking about Perkins now. It was a top one hundred oh, pick. Perkins, yeah, um, and, and uh, 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 Dawson was a, a top one hundred pick. They moved on from after years, so there is some precedent to that. So it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. So Boston Sports Minute. Anything? The Red Sox had a, had a big win last night. I don't know if there's anything um, you want to add. But um, they're not bad. Yeah, but no, they're Celtics schedule, the Celtics schedule came out today. I, I I don't really have a take on that. I think we're good on the Boston Sports Minute today. Yeah, there's nothing else going on. Um, but anyways, like I said, thanks for tuning in. I, I think it was a fun past two days, Alex. Good to get down there. Some real football. 
obviously they'll they'll tie it on, um, kind of put a bow on this week, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Friday night in the preseason game. Who knows? I think we'll see the starters maybe for a drive or two. I think you'll definitely see I would more think so. of them than you did Friday or last Mech week. Kind of suggested that he was going to play a little bit. Right. I think it'd be the best thing for him. Um, just get in, get out. Everybody stay healthy. Um, and then you know one more week of this. Really, it's it's pretty crazy. At least from you know matching up with a with an opponent. Obviously, they'll leave for Vegas Sunday. Yeah, I don't. It. I don't think there'll be another practice that we'll be at until maybe one or two until week one. Until it's like you know in season. I think that might well, have been it. They'll have the they'll have the joint practices in Vegas, and right. we'll we'll do be. our best on those. Yeah, but we'll yeah. we'll do our best on those to do a show, and um, we'll figure it out from there. But yeah, today was the last open to the public practice that you let this summer. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's coming, it's coming quickly. So I, we appreciate everybody kind of tuning in. The chat was, was really uh, active today. Yep. We'll try it's to tough. do that Q and a when, when it, you know, there's not much to kind of break down other than the same thing that happened both days in a row, but we we'll back tomorrow, break down a, a preseason game, what we want to see kind of some, some uh, what to watch for uh, as well as, you know, our thoughts this weekend on, on ultimately how that game ends up. But, 